Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Suck. This highway does not know my name and I don't care no I don't care not even kind of heading my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there no Budget Live, not so live from the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill here in beautiful Southern Middle Tennessee, and I got I got a little got a little frog little frog action going on, little 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 allergies, little something going on here. I'm not sure on the podcast for Monday, September 26th, 2022, but seasons are trying to change a little bit. I've been working down on the deer lease some, and uh, I don't know if it's allergies or what, man. So if I sound a little, uh, to all you lowlifers out there, if I sound a little more weed eaterish than normal, it's it's uh, it's because of that, I think. And also, just a just a disclaimer. All right, just a disclaimer. Like y'all 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 watch me every week. I, I'm I kind of fidget around a little bit, but if this week I'm I'm more jittery than normal or if you see me scratching like a meth addict ah, y'all, y'all got any more of that y'all got any more of that crack you see me doing that it's because if you could imagine um what it would be like to basically lay down in a pile of of chiggers that is what i have done in the last two days at the deer lease and i'm not well i'm not well I, I, whoo, whoo, head to toe, and I mean head to toe, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. These are everywhere now. And uh, it ain't good. It ain't good. If you told me that uh, 
that that you could give me a shot with like a six inch round needle in my spine and it would make the itching stop. I would do that right now. But Sam George and I went down to work on the lease and uh, for getting the boys ready. That's where I, that's where I hunt with my kids most. And we had Sam's got this skid steer and all these different attachments, buckets, you know, bush hogs, whatever. We were cutting some all kind of stuff in the woods, knocking some fields back a little bit, getting ready to plant some stuff. Kind of late, but planting. Anyways, we got back. I wish I had a video of this. I didn't take one because I was just mortified. I had been riding on the bush hog without it being on, of course, but in between fields because my side-by-side, my side-by-side blew up like my truck did. The old truck, not the new truck. And uh, it conveniently has a hole in the side of the uh, the engine block um, that I found when I was down there whenever it j- just came to a boom halt right before Sam got there and smoke was everywhere. And it's, it's awesome. It was a cheap one. I've had it for five years. No big deal. Um, I've damn sure got my use out of it. Anyway, so I was having to, the farm's pretty big. So I'm riding with, with uh, on the bush hog or in the bucket, depending on what we were doing. When we are moving around, I post all this on Instagram, super sketch. When Sam would get, you know, would cut a field, I'd jump off, you know, take my chainsaw, go, you know, do do old man stuff, Just cut some limbs down, do whatever, around deer stands. Anyways, when we got back to the trailer at the end of the day, there were so many chiggers on the, and I hadn't noticed them, on the bush hog itself where I had been riding, dude. It looked like it was alive. If you would have walked through one of these fields, now some of these fields, Johnson grass stuff this high, right? This high. You'd be dead. You'd just die. There were so many of you just, you'd, or you'd want to be dead. It, I, it's bad. It's bad. And it's getting worse by the minute. So that's what I've been doing. You wonder, hey, hey what's Luke been doing the last couple of days? That's what I've been doing. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. It's, uh, and there's nothing. Y'all can drop in the comments if y'all got some kind of magic uh, recipe. I, I, obviously, if you're in the woods this time of year, and I am a lot, you're going to deal with them. And uh, nothing works for me. I, I've bathed in bleach. I've done all kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. So if, so if I'm twitching more than normal, there you go. There you go. Got to thank the sponsors from the fine, the fine sponsors that take care of this, uh, make all this possible, man. Each and every freaking week And bringing you shows Because we got a good one today I'm going to have fun I'm looking forward to uh, talking to a couple different folks This morning But first and foremost Startron Startron Had a little uh, had a little bad fuel incident In my chainsaw This week And uh, I hadn't I hadn't heeded my own advice guys I'll be honest That's my, my fault I hadn't used the Startron Near enough in the chainsaw apparently and had a little chainsaw issue. So I always say you can drop it in your chainsaw, drop it in your weed ear. I do use it in the weed ear. I use it my side by side. And uh, yeah, man, I, I'm just I'm having some luck right now. Having some luck. Y'all know I'm always having some luck. But Star Trauma kick ethanol in the teeth and whatever you put it in. It you just gotta use it. Don't be a dummy like me. Use it. Especially this time of year. You're starting to get that side by side out. You're starting to go work on deer stands, or maybe your deer season opened. You're putting the boat up. The boat's going to sit for a couple of weeks, and you've got ethanol 
laden fuel in it, you better drop you some Startron in the tank. Kick ethanol in the teeth with Startron. A little dab will do you. You can find it just about anywhere from tractor supply to Walmarts, lots of places. Get you some Startron. You can shake it if you want to. You don't have to. I like to drop it in your tank. Kick ethanol in the teeth. We appreciate the folks from Startron. Pro Guide Batteries. Running that 31 AGM cranking, running those lithium trolling motor batteries. Almost got that bad boy rigged out. I'm on, I'm on, the walkthrough is coming, I promise you. But I really love uh, love my battery setup this year, and I'm uh, going to walk you guys through that. But you can use code LBL10 at ProGuyBatteries.com to get yourself some of them fine, fine, fine batteries. Fine batteries. BaitWorks.com, Bait-Works.com. And this week I've had several folks reach out saying they use code Duncan-10 there, and they're like, man, you're not lying. If you hit order, it's shipping. And I'm telling you, if you don't want it, don't hit buy now because it's fitting to come to your porch. It's going to be sitting there, and your wife's going to be like, more baits? More baits? Yes. Yes. You get in there and make me a sandwich. No, I wouldn't suggest that. But, I mean, maybe that's how you live. Maybe that's how you live. Maybe you order baits and you get to talk to you woman like that. Uh, I, I did not order this from Baitworks, but... When the side-by-side blew up, I went and bought a new side-by-side without asking the triple threat. And within about two hours of blowing that one up, because that's just kind of how I roll, a lot of stupid decisions in life. And, yeah, that went over about like a fart and diving helmet. So I got a new new side-by-side and might be sleeping in the yard. So if you the point of the story here, folks, is if you don't want – the baits to show up when your wife and say, don't hit order. Make sure you got that crap timed out because they ain't waiting a week before they ship you your goods. Baitworks.com, you want it, they got it. If they ain't got it, they got it on the way. I promise you we're going to have that LBL, LOB special right here coming very soon. Trocar's got the hooks on the way. They're fixing to start pouring jigs. We'll be waiting on them skirts, and we're going to be ready to rock really, really soon. Use code Duncan-10 at bait-works.com. And last but not least, hang the Bassmaster. The Bassmaster Classic winning high-performance aluminum bass boat. That Express X-21, baby. Been doing some rigging. Had my man Brad Knight stayed at the house uh, a couple nights ago. He was in town having some work done on his boat. Our, our guy Jeff Stanford up at Sign Designs, TN Raps, was uh, putting some sea deck in Brad's, uh, Brad's some seafoam flooring, as Jeff calls it, in Brad's new duck boat, and uh, pretty cool, pretty cool process. But anyways, he uh, he stayed at the house and he helped me rig out the X twenty one, and we are almost ready. I've got just button a couple things back up, and then we're gonna be on the water with the Garmin's rocking and rolling. I uh, got a Sonar Pro's harness in that bad boy, thanks to Trent Palmer, and I actually when I hooked it to a battery and I hit power, all the units came on. I rigged rigged the boat. I always rig my boats until till last year. My man Darren, Darren Thomas rigged my boat, but uh, this year did it did it myself again, and uh, I've enjoyed it, even though it is a little uh, painstaking at times. But about have that thing rigged out, be able to do a walkthrough. But X twenty one Pro LE, a little different model, same sea deck bow to stern. It's got some new seats in it, and uh, it's a slick, slick ride. I can't wait to do a walkthrough of it. Express boats building excitement since 1966, and when you got that Yamaha show on the back, you excited. You excited. So 
Go ride him one. Go ride him one. Go ride him one. I'm telling you. Go or go. Listen, if you if you're not in the market for the 21 or the 19, go check out the H17, the H18. I had a buddy of mine text me about an H18 this week. Sharp, sharp boat with a 115 on it. Very cool ride. Very cool ride. Express boats. We appreciate them being part of the LBL family. All right, I wanted to say uh, real quick. All the all the schedules came out this week. BPT, the Bassmaster Opens, the BFLs, the Toyotas. Lots of good schedules to fish. Toyota series, really uh, some cool stuff. Some uh, implementing some new changes there. The Opens announced an off limits, thir- twenty eight to thirty days, depending on the event. Off limits, thought that was really good, really good ad um, that much needed in an official five day practice. The Toyota series still has a championship. $1,700 entry fee, so they're a little less than uh, the Opens. The payouts are really good. Then you get that championship win and you're in. If you win a regular season event, you automatically qualify for the championship. Uh, their championship is two hundred grand, I believe, uh, if you have a Phoenix. I'm not sure what it pays otherwise, but uh, very good schedule. Very good schedule. It's a, it's a, it's a cool schedule. And uh, Mark McGuire and crew killed it on that and uh, for sure. And I think if you uh, – I also read if you win that championship, you go to the Red Crest. If you win the Toyota championship, you get a spot in Red Crest. That, that's pretty cool too, man. That's cool. So um, very interesting to see kind of up in the game, like the pro circuit changes were were big. But then you get – they're up in the game of the Toyotas. And I think the the Toyotas and BFLs are certainly a focus of, of that group. I've mentioned it many times. But uh, that's the moneymaker and, and – those are going to fill up. I have no doubt about it again this year like they always do. But uh, interesting. BPT schedule looked freaking like a lot of fun. Like a lot of fun. Uh, a lot, some of the same old, same old lakes on there that everybody goes to, but that's just a, just the nature of the beast. And you see all the, the crying and moaning and complaining. But they've got uh, from schedule haters online. But there's definitely, uh, there's definitely some juice some juice that they're going to all the schedules next year, man. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting year. The open schedule, some throwbacks like bugs out, like it's cool, man. It's going to be a it's going to be a grinder of a schedule at times. Watts Bar in the fall is going to be tough. Wheeler in May, they're going to catch them. It's going to be cool to see them coming back there. You follow, but it is it's kind of like this old school bass schedule. They're going to have uh, they added like the Ozarks, which is always like a perennial Toyota series stop, but the opens haven't been there. I don't – in a long, 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 long time. They Probably since the Invitational days. But uh, going to go there. like the Ozarks. Um, Toledo Bend. Very cool. Of course, this week when they announced it, they're like, new format. There were still people, the working man, you're killing my dreams. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. But uh, I think it was cool that they don't say central, northern, you know, southern, whatever. It's just like division one, two, three the way they did it, and, like, Division Three is St. Lawrence River, Bugs Island, Watts Bar Lake, which is right through for me. I thought that was really cool how they how they did that. You know, two Alabama tournaments in Division One and a Florida tournament. Um, kudos. Like, I think everybody, like, that at that level, there's a lot to fish, man, if you want to if you want to fish for some good money, chance at the Classic, a chance at a championship in the Toyota. That, that side of fishing man is uh there's a lot to do next year and it's really cool to see because there's man that that's where that's i I hate to say the working man but that you know those three tournament divisions to be able to go and fish for big money have a chance at making a big championship like the classic go to the toyota series championship win some good cash 
those are uh, I think that's needed in the sport because that's the reality of it more so than being on the elites or being on uh, the MPFL or being on the pro circuit or being in BPT, right, for most people. And I think that's why people are so upset about the nine thing because they, you know, on a wing and a prayer, they think that they might make it through three tournaments maybe if they decide to fish one of these days. And, like, I get that part of it a little bit, but at the same time, it's not realistic to think you're going to go fish the Elite Series if you can't get off work to go fish nine. I've said it over and over and over. If you can't afford to fish nine, you can't afford to fish the Elite Series. Uh, I've seen a lot more of those comments this week, and I've just, I actually posted that on Bass's uh, Facebook post about the open schedule. I was like, I'm just here for the comments about the working man <laughs> crushing dreams. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think th- I think even people that disagree with the three tournament thing going away are probably still going to fish three tournaments because the schedules are are really damn good uh, in those uh, in the opens. So I got some interesting decisions to make. I don't know. I, I'm jonesing to fish something. I love 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 a couple of the Toyota series schedules and divisions. Um, love that and for me that three tournament deal is is you know it's what i'm what i'm looking at next year with all i got going on so the opens had uh two of the divisions of the opens really all three of them i i would fish to be honest like i, I love the schedule not crazy about watts bar necessarily in the fall just because it'll be blah but uh I'm, I'm i don't know i got a decision to make got a decision to make because i don't think i can pull off next year with with MPFL and, and uh, TH Marine, everything I got going on, I don't think I can pull off fishing multiple divisions. Uh, dang sure not going to fish all nine opens, but uh, don't know that I could fish three Toyotas and three opens. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Got to, uh, got some decisions to make here in the upcoming uh, next couple of months to decide what we're going to do, what we're, where we're going to send the Express to go chase some bass in some, uh, some different locales next year. But uh, got to weigh it all out. Got to weigh it all out. But I, I'm, I'm jonesing. I'm jonesing right now. I've had a lot of folks ask, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. It's kind of waiting on the schedules to come out. Now I've seen that and I'm more confused than I was. <laughs> so nothing new there at all. Uh, let's see. Let's see here, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We're going to get a guy on the phone. We're going to get a guy on the phone. I talked about him last week. What he did, what he did was absolutely incredible last week. He won the Toyota Series at Truman Lake, and it's it's not just incredible to win a Toyota Series. But those fields are some of the toughest fields in bass fishing, full of locals, full of, full of touring pros, different things. And what made this incredible is this man, he, I'm going let to let him tell you his story. I talked about him last week. He's a truly remarkable human human being, and if you ever think about making an excuse, if you're out there typing in, I'm the working man, go look up Hunter Bogman on Instagram, holding that damn MLF Toyota Series trophy, son, and get back with me on how hard your life is. We're going to get him on the phone right now. I can't wait. We're going to call He, he said, you got to call me on my landline, Duncan. So we're going to try to call him right now. Hunter Bogman. Hello. Hunter Bogman. What's up, What's man? up, buddy? Welcome back to the Dadgum Show. And, uh, I mean, I, 
I don't even know if I can get close to you. You're like bass fishing royalty right now, dude. Like, I, you asked me if I wanted to do a video call, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, is your agent going to allow that? Because you're the most <laughs> yeah, popular whatever. man in the sport, dude. <laughs> man. How, in a week. How, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm glad we didn't get to talk last week on the show just because you've had a week to kind of just just soak this in. And, and, dude, I mean, how are you feeling right now? Um, man, I'm a little overwhelmed, but I'm, I'm starting to, it's starting to set in and it's awesome, man. <laughs> well, I think that I, I was telling your story last week and we, of course had you on the show and dude, you're just a, you're a remarkable human being. Like I met you for the first time at you fall last year and, and you just, you're, you're a joy to be around. I said that on the show. I've said it to you. You truly are, man. You, you make everybody around you get their days better. I feel like, like you, you are just, you're just a positive human being, no matter what's going on. And we saw you go through some adversity last year with the MPFL, man. You, your first baby is on the way. You're in Florida flipping them up out of Kissimmee grass. We rush you to the airport. I'm getting texts while we're in the studio. They're like, I got to get Hunter off the water. He's, he's going to have his first baby. They get you back home. And then gum the next day, you're back, <laughs> you're back on the water, <laughs> back in Florida. I'm like, this dude's a machine. He can't be stopped. And you work as hard is anybody in the sport, I've been joking with you, you fish as many tournaments as anybody I know, man. And I think it's this is your signature win, this Toyota series. And I was so proud just to see the response of your smiling face on that stage holding that trophy man guy in this fishing world. It, in my opinion, with everything you've gone through in life, and I know you, you're not an excuse maker, and you're not one that, that wants to lean on anything that's happened to you in life. You're like, I, you can rise above anything, and I want to get into that. But, man, to see that, it was one of the most monumental moments in bass fishing history to me. And I just want to say, first of all, congratulations again, because, dude, it, it's, it, it has been freaking awesome to see. Well, thank you very much, Luke. I appreciate it. It's been a... Man, the, the people who have reached out, guys I've looked up to my whole life, people I hadn't talked to in a while, it's just been overwhelming. Uh, man, has there been any that have surprised you? Like, I love those stories, like the like the text that text you get from just a fishing hero that, that says, Hunter, congratulations, on Instagram or Facebook. Have you gotten any that have just been like, holy crap? Man, several. You know, so many of the guys have, have shared stuff on Facebook. Yeah. You know, I've seen Instagram. that. Um, Mark Rose actually yes. called me. We're going to do a show together next week. Yeah. I, I got home and was fishing a championship. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's pretty neat that Mark Rose calls while yeah. I'm, you know, fishing. Yeah. But yeah, just, just so I saw Timmy Horton and shared something. Just so many people. Yeah, man. I, I just, uh, I talked to Mark McQuaw. He texts me cause he knows that, that you and I are buds and that I'm a, I'm a big hunter fan. And we have talked about you several times and, Right after you won, Mark texted me, and he said, uh, your boy got it done. I said, man, I, and I'd just seen it, that it had happened. And it was so cool hearing Mark's side of it because I'm used to seeing you just hop right up there on an MPFL stage at those drive through way and son, you you will not. You They said last year, like, I mean, do you want to get up here? You're like, yeah, I'm going to go across this daggum stage. And, and you've done it. And Mark told me, though, he said, Luke, we've never, in Toyota weigh-ins, we've never had Hunter on our stage. He told me that. He said, we, we never have. And he said it was his goal to make sure you were on stage in your chair. And he said uh, it was the greatest moment, man, in his, in his career. And that got to me, man. Like, that was just – he was so excited for you. 
and uh, and being able to make that happen. And dude, I, I just I think it, it speaks to the the kind of guy he is. You know, he runs an amazing event, and and those Toyotas are awesome. But uh, to be able to share in that moment, him and see the tournament director that excited for you is just freaking awesome, man. So awesome, man. It is. He called me the night before we were actually eating dinner. A bunch of us were. And Mark called, and I'm like, I'm in fourth place, you know. Yeah. It's like, have I broke a rule? You know, I was the first <laughs> thing went through my head. Have I screwed something up? And and I answered, and he's like, man, I'll get you on stage. And I'm like, I'm in. And, you know, I, I told him after it was over, I love Al to death. I love all my MPFL guys. Yeah. Like, that's home, you know. But I've known Mark a really long time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, since I was in high school, he's been parts of the tournaments I've been fishing. And then when he's not running them, he fishes tournaments against me. Right, right. Sorry, right. You know? And I told him, I was like, man, it was really awesome, you know, be able to share the stage with, with him and and him be the one to hand me my first big trophy, you know. Man, I so so in the I told you, man, when you were like a pound off of it going into Saturday, I said, dude, I woke up with, I did with like this, I was like, man, Hunter's going to win today. Like I just had this really, this this crazy feeling and you're, because your weights were getting better. And that was a, that was a grinder of a tournament, man, for the most right. part. And, your weights were increasing, and then you end up catching – was it the biggest bag of the event? Yeah, it was. That's what I was going to say. I, the biggest bag of the event on the final day, your weights are increasingly better. Those fish, I mean, did you think coming out of practice with what you had found, hey, I'm going to be in the mix? Did you not really know till like, day two after weigh-in? Obviously, you're a pound off. You're starting to have those feelings like you were going to win, or did you know early on that you had an opportunity? No, I didn't know. Probably – about lunch on day two, I caught a four-pounder and called a two, and that put me over 17 for what I had for the day. And that was kind of like, man, I actually turned around and told my colleague, I was like, man, I, I, you know, I did a little math. I'm like, I think I'm in this. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I went from just ecstatic that I was having a good tournament, you know, after day one, because I, I really, after practice, I shook a bunch of bites, but I didn't really know what I had, you know. And after day one, it's like, all right, you know, I'm in 21st. I'm inside the cut. If I can do that again, I'll have a good tournament. And, you know, pretty early on day two, I had 14 or 15. It's like, man, I'm going to be in the top 10. Like, you know, this is going to be a good derby. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I caught that one. I'm like, man, that's 17. <laughs> they don't catch them quite as good. I'm like, dude, I'm in this. Yeah, like, I don't man. know if I can catch them again, but I'm going to be right there at the end of the day. And I was, you know, I was a pound two out going into the last day. Wow. Just, and, and that's all anybody wants is a shot, man. And then you go out there and how's that final day go? Do you, did it start? Was it fast and furious? What did you kind of have to grind on them all day? How did, how did it go? Uh, luckily the majority of my weight every day came from like eight thirty at ten thirty. Okay. So that morning was slow. Like it had been, you know, to say the first hour a little more. And then I got on my little rotation at the same time, and I was scared to get off of that time frame because that's when I was getting my bites. So I waited till then and got on my little rotation of piles there. And, man, it just – it was quick. By 9, I had four that weighed 10. That included a, a like a 170 Kentucky. Mm. And then almost immediately after that, I called a five-and-a-half. You know, I had almost 16, still had the Kentucky in the box. Mm. And, you know, pretty quick. You know, I'm feeling like I'm having a good tournament, catch several more of the two and a half, two and three quarter, you know, and get up over 17 early. Before 10.30, I had over 17. And I, my goal was 17. I thought it was 17. Well, no, my goal was 17 and a half because I wanted to do what I'd done the day before because I thought if I had that, they'd have to catch them. Like, I thought I had a chance with 17 and a half or less. I didn't think there was any way. And, you know, I, I had that pretty early and, and was – 
tickled with with that, you know, and then end up by one o'clock catching a four and a half and actually cold like a two and a half with it. So when kind of did it when that one hit the hit the box, did you go? Uh-oh. <laughs> but I was like, man, I still kept – I had two more under three in the box. And I kept saying, man, I need one more big one, which you never – you know, you never know. These guys are so good. Those mm-hmm. those top guys, gosh, they're like as, bad, as good as it gets on Truman. So you never know what they've got up their sleeve. But I knew – I was like, man, they're going to have to catch them at that point. You know, like they're they're not going to have to have a good day. They're going to have to have a great day at this point. Golly, man. And I, I, I think that uh, – I, I, you were utilizing what live scope and, and throwing a jig around was that pretty yeah. much the deal fishing brush yeah and i wasn't watching the fish bite or anything but i was using it just to see you know using live scope just to be able mm-hmm. to see my my next piece of wood and just make sure i was making good throws to it throwing a a brazalo custom lures like a, a big a three-quarter ounce jig up there and just you know not real deep several feet of water five to fifteen well, and and watching you last year, I got to watch you several several times doing M- MPFL commentating there. And you you told me when I had you on the show, we had watched it. You following you were fishing deep. You said, "Man, all my buddies back home, they're not even gonna let me come back around because because I was offshore." <laughs> you follow. <laughs> I remember you saying that, and it tickled me to death because you because I was like, "Dude, you're really good with your electronics." We're talking about other. You're like, "No, I hate that." <laughs> And so, are you are you ashamed your first big win comes offshore? Kind of technically offshore, you, you'll take it anyway you can get it. <laughs> no, man, I'm I'm tickled that I'm learning and getting better. I'll never forget it. You follow first day ever at the national level. Y'all got a camera in the boat with me. I'm actually catching them, but I don't know enough about my live scope to know even what I'm doing. And like I kept passing them at you follow. Like I'd float over my pile and have to throw behind the boat, and I was like. I'm an idiot. That's what I kept thinking. We just kept watching you reel them in, though, so it didn't matter. We didn't know any different. You were just smashing on them. Yeah, it was a lot of fish down there. Dang right, man. But I, but you're you but you're shallow water guy though. You're Arkansas River. You love that style, right? Flipping, pitching. That's that's what you enjoy. I I do definitely current involved shallow water fishing. Yes. That, that's your deal. And you left Truman and went to the river because we were going to do a podcast. You're like, I'm in. You let me know. And you said, Well, I got a tournament tomorrow. <laughs> you let, what? That was just a team tournament championship style deal. Yeah, that's our Tuesday night series that I've fished. I got you for so long. And you know, my cousin I've grown up fishing with. He he's been my team partner since my first. He was my very first team partner. He's still my team partner. And you know, just. We had that at home, and I wasn't, you know, I wanted to get home and fish. I can't, can't help it, man. When when the tournament goes to the river, I'm ready to fish. So, we, uh, we I just, I drove. I, it wasn't bad. I got home about 11:30 that night and got about four and headed to Little Rock. How many events do you fish a year? Do you think? Just just guessing um, from the week from the weekday stuff to MPFL to ABA to Toyota to BFLs. How many events are you fishing? Since the MPFL, I've been in the 40s. Before the MPFL, I know one year I fished 69. I was above 60 about every year before the MPFL. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> a bunch. I, I, I tell, I, me and Justin Atkins were talking about this. I said, he fishes, I said, Hunter fishes more events than anybody I know in the country. Like, I really do feel well, like you do. I mean, it's up there. And man. I'm done by October. Like, I want to go deer hunting. I was going to say. <laughs> so, it's pretty much, you know, around Arkansas, especially February to October, and then I'm I'm over it. Unbelievable. Well, dude, so walk me through, just because I've had you on the show before, and I feel like there's a lot of stuff about about your life story, but I, I feel like it's important 
for people to to hear. And I know you you don't mind sharing your your story and talk about what you know the meningitis when you were a baby and how all this kind of came about um, and and how your mental attitude just keeps you going in life. I, I just because I, I love it, man, and I. I just I, I love that we have this platform to be able to share share stories like that because there are so many. I, I, before you start, I use you as an as an example a lot, man. Just for for myself, that you know about making either making excuses or complaining. You know what I mean? Like we all we all go through that. And I know you probably have bad days where you're like, you know what I mean. You probably are negative at times. I don't, I don't see it, but, but I'm sure you are. Everybody has that in them, but man, I just think it's remarkable to overcome what life throws at you and, and then pursue your love. But just, just folks, a little bit of background. If they did, if they missed the first episode, if they don't know the Hunter Bogman story. So I was born healthy at nine months old. I had bacterial meningitis. I lost both legs below the knee. I lost all my fingers on my left hand and partial fingers on my right. Uh, it was early enough in my life that's all I really knew. My parents mm-hmm. wouldn't let me, you know, use it as an excuse. We were going to live life normal, whatever whatever it took. And, man, it's I just what I've known for the most part. I mean, I, I grew up in an outdoors family. I, I hunted and fished. Like, I don't remember my first fishing trip. I don't remember my first hunting trip. I mean, I just grew up with a family that, that loves the outdoors. So it's it's always been a part of my life. I wore prosthetic legs for a few years during school. I played soccer and basketball, and I wasn't very good at either one, and I'm way too competitive to just be mediocre. <laughs> so I had to find something to, uh, you know, to try to scratch that competitive itch. And uh, fishing was something I'd always done, but it was like, you know, crappie fishing. It wasn't ever – definitely wasn't tournament fishing. It wasn't ever bass fishing to speak of. But uh, – uh, early teens, I started, I talked my dad into fishing a few big bass bonanza tournaments on the Arkansas River, and just, it grew from there. Then my cousin, we started team fishing together, and, and you know, about the time I got out of high school, in 05 or so, I started doing some BFLs, weekend series, the old bass weekend series, uh, and I'd fish, man, fishing so expensive. Yes. And I'd fish a year or two of the Toyotas, then when they were like the Everstarts, but I'd fish a year or two. I wouldn't catch them like I wanted to, and I'd have to take like two years off because it was just so expensive. I'd fish locally to try to pay, make enough money to get where I could fish another year of those, you know, and just back and forth, back and forth. And then I'll never forget where I was in 2020 when Brad Fuller called me and gave me an invitation to the MPFL. And, you know, that was the lifelong goal was to fish at a national level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the MPFL was, a, a, you know, allowed me to be able to do that starting last year. And uh, it's just, man, I've grown. I feel like I grow as a fisherman all the time. Uh, the, the, you know, the electronics, I'm getting a lot better at those. I'm, I'm much more comfortable offshore than I was last year when I started the MPFL. And, you know, and, and as far as life, I've just been hard-headed and not ever let anything bother me. And I think it that mental toughness helps in the tournament world, too, you know? It, it, it does, man. And I, I love that. I tell folks a lot, I, I think that being stubborn is a good thing sometimes, right? You know, being a little hard-headed, uh, I've been accused of that a couple times <laughs> in my life. Being a little hard-headed, and I think that I think it helps you at times. It can it can hurt you too, right? You can oh, yeah. uh, you can be too stubborn at times, or not like especially in fishing. Not well, hell, I'm gonna catch them on this jig, or or 
or nothing, you know, and, and it can burn you sometimes, things like that. But I, I do think that perseverance, being stubborn, being hard-headed obviously helps. And, and man, I've just watched you, uh, I have it at grow as an angler. Like I, I keep up with you, man. And, uh, I've seen you, I've seen you excel your social media game, sharing your life. I love that, man. When you started hashtag hunter fishes and you, and you're like, here's how I drive a truck. Here's how I do this, dude. I, I would, I've, I've shown it. My, my boys are infatuated with Hunter Bogman fishing. And so they, especially my 14 year old, he's, he's all about, he was, I, his favorite team might as well won the Super Bowl last week when you won the Toyota series. But, but I, I love that you shared that, man. This is how I shoot a bow. This is how I do this. And uh, we need more of that in the world, Hunter. And I think that you are, uh, you're you're a great man for sharing your story, and uh, and I'm so proud that you get to pursue your dream. Talk about this uh, title sponsor with the with the with the ranch this year, man. That's been an awesome opportunity. Man, it has, and you know we met last year at Patman through the MPFL, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of reconnected late last year to the event I was at in Texarkana. Um, it's Redemption Ranch, out of Texarkana. And what they do, they, they create jobs for disabled individuals. And they have a sister ranch called Running WJ, which is actually how we met at the MPFL mm-hmm. last year. And they do therapeutic horseback riding for uh, disabled children. So so with the Redemption Ranch, the uh, the jobs that the disabled individuals, what they do is they cut and bag firewood kindling. Um, and so my deal is I sell it. I try to get it in stores right now. We're working on getting it in different state parks. Uh, and then the money raised is rolled back into the running WJ to help the kids with the, the horseback riding. So that's, it's kind of a circle there, you know, that it's, it's, we're creating jobs plus we're raising money for the other ranch. So very cool that, uh, it's, it's been a really neat deal, man. They stepped up, Sam and Brittany both stepped up so much. You know, without them, I don't know where I'd been this year. I definitely wouldn't have fished 12 uh, out-of-state <laughs> multi-day tournaments. But, uh, you know, the, it's it's awesome. You know, in, in a long way around, I mean, it's you know, I'm disabled. I I, don't, I try not to even I was going to say, it, that's not even your – job for me, too. You yeah. Know? But you but you, you are uh, you are far, far from that, my friend. You are uh, you're an amazing individual. And I, I think that was when I heard the story through the grapevine before – I know we shot a piece with you about that earlier this year. The twins did. And before I even uh, got to see the piece and I'd heard that, that they were going to work with you on that, I thought that was amazing, man. And you are – you're in sales with them. It's not just a sponsor. You, you're working for them. You're trying to, trying to help them out. And uh, I thought that was a, a very special set, setup there. Uh, talking future – because, man, like you just said, I fished 12 multi-day events around the country. What's the future look like for Hunter Bogman fishing? What what are your what's your end game? I mean, I know everybody wants to be on the Bassmaster Classic stage. Everybody wants to keep moving up that ladder. Is the MPFL for you? Is it like, hey, man, that's where I want to be? Um, do you have aspirations of being on the Bass Pro Tour, on being on the Elite Series? What – what what's your next you know that chess move for you especially man you got i mean you know you can compete because you've done it this year with mpfl you've been right outside of check range i follow you know your post and things and you're like oh, i missed it by a pound or whatever you've had some very bad luck close call tournaments this year and then and then you got this win but dude you stay in the hunt and you stay competitive what's that goal look like for you 
Man, for me, it's um, going forward, you know, the MPFL is, is where I got my start. And as long as I can hang on with them, I'll be there, you know. Um, I am looking towards bass a little bit. Maybe, you know, I don't know if the full gauntlet of the Opens or maybe right. just the division of the Opens. Elites would be absolutely great. The Classic would be amazing, too. So, you know, I, if I can't make the full gauntlet work, then, you know, I'd like to fish a, a division and, you know, if everything lines up and you get a win, you go the class. No doubt. For sure. And then, you know, man, I, I just like to share the love. <laughs> like, uh, Toyota's announced their schedule for next year. I see they're going back to Darnell. Who knows if I can make a full division, but, you know, if I'm home for Darnell, I'm going to Darnell. I mean, no doubt. That's that's how I've always fished my tournaments around, even locally. You know, I've I've been in so many different clubs. And even this year, there's one club I've fished about half of, but I've paid the rest so i could go to the championship at bull here bull shoulder in a few weeks it's just man it's I, i've had a unique opportunity to be friends with basically all the tournament directors local and you know at this point mark with mpfl I'm, I'm sorry with mlf and then the mpfl bunch and just mm-hmm. i want to fish all of them you just you can't fit it sometimes but uh Definitely would like to have a shot at that classic or maybe elite series bird one day. No doubt about it, man. Well, I, I well I think that any tournament director would be lucky to have you, brother. And uh, I I can't thank you enough for coming on and and sharing sharing with us again. And uh, we gotta we gotta do a boats and pros. We gotta get out on the water, and I gotta get you to uh, let me catch some of Arkansas River bass with you at some point. I'm in, man. You just let me know. I mean, you went fishing with Dudley. You'll go fishing with anybody. Like, I've That's seen right. that. If you like, go with Dudley, I mean, you might as well just, yeah. You're putting your life, I mean, just at risk. Anytime you go anywhere with Dudley. Ask me how I got know. Got kicked to the back of my own boat. <laughs> I, I had to watch him catch fish out of the front of my boat. <laughs> I would have slapped him with a flipping stick. That's what he needed. Trust me on that. I guarantee it. Hunter Bogman, you're a great dude. I appreciate you very much. Uh Tell your wife I said hello and and to uh, tell her I said thank you for sharing uh, time with me here this morning. Yes, sir. That will work. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Thanks, Hunter. See you, man. All right. See you. Hunter Bogman. Go look him up if you haven't. Instagram, Facebook, the whole thing. Dude, I love that. He's like, I don't like to say that I'm disabled. He doesn't. He doesn't at all. Uh, He is, uh, is a special human being in the world. And I speak for myself. I'm preaching to the choir uh, but we could all learn from Hunter. We could all learn from Hunter. And uh, every single one of us, every single day, he's uh, – and, and, man, if you've ever got to meet him, you know I've had so many people reach out that know Hunter personally or have had interactions with Hunter. And I, I think that, you know, uh, if you get to be around him, it's just – it's a joy, man. It's a joy. So I appreciate him sharing with us this morning. We'll text. we got another guest. So, just text our other guests. We're, we're going to get somebody on here. Get get it, get us one more a twofer, a twofer here on uh, on this Monday. So, gotta say, what Hunter's story? Very very cool story in bass fishing. I've said one of the most historic, in my opinion, wins. Uh, really a uh, defining moment for us in the sport because it just shows that no matter what, dude, no matter what. A bass ain't discriminating, right? Like, you can be 100, you can be freaking 16 years old, like Jackson Rumbanis. I wanted to get this story out there as well. Kayak fishing is something I'm getting more and more intrigued with. 
these tournaments. You know, I've had Christine Fisher on, uh, my buddy Ryan Lambert. I talked to quite a bit. These guys are uh, they're they're very um, dialed up in what they're doing, and there's so many more to name than 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 the names I've dropped there. But Jackson, son of BPT Pro, Fred Rumbanis. Jackson is 16 years old. And he fished his very first ever kayak tournament. I believe Drew Gregory, who's a uh, who's a stud kayak angler, catches the hell out of him. Set him up in a kayak, got him in the Hobie Open Series there on Lake Dardanelle, which is Jackson's home lake. Him and Fred fish there a lot. They they uh, they catch him, and this kid's a he's a fish catcher, and he won the freaking Hobie Series. Sixteen year old, never even fished out of a kayak. Crazy man, crazy. That's such a good because I got I got I got these 14, 15, 16 year olds running around this this house here, the LBL Bar and Grill headquarters. And uh that's pretty freaking special to see right there. So I had a big old grin when I read that. So congrats to uh to Jackson, but congrats to Fred and Julie on that as well. It's uh it's very cool to see. And I saw the kayak community sharing a lot about that and and very cool story in bass fishing and man. Look, on this show, obviously, I cover the the nuts and bolts of it. I, I give you my opinions. I kind of read the news of what's going on, give my takes, whatever. And it's so great to see that kind of thing going on because there is a lot of negativity, man. And I, I know that I can I can stir that as much as anybody. But it's it's really cool to have these positive, positive stories, and, and especially in the last couple of weeks with the guy we're going to talk to right now. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. My little buddy. We're going to see if he'll answer this morning. Hello? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's LOB time. Trey Swindle, everybody. That was a hell of an intro, buddy. You must have practiced it. That's why it took so long to call. Listen, well, it was brought to you by the W sauce right there. That was brought to you by the W sauce, the best Worcestershire sauce, the juice right there intro. That's <laughs> was right. brought to you by the That's W sauce. Right. No, dude, I got uh, – so Hunter Bogman, I had Hunter on, and he was way more important than you in that moment because <laughs> uh, he got it done. He won the Toyota Series, so I just, you know, you down there at the Red River, yeah, hey, my boat's breaking down, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So I just, I talked to him first, and I called you. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, I give it to you. That's completely, he deserves it way more than I do. Dude, it, it, it was, I was just talking about what an awesome, you know, I, I, and I keep saying awesome over and over and over. It was, man, Hunter, I don't know if you've ever met Hunter, but uh, just an incredible dude, joy to be around, and, and great fisherman. And for him to get a big win like that was was very cool to see. Yeah, well, that was incredible. I, I didn't get to watch any of it or anything, but I saw I saw the screenshots everybody posted. I was I, I was proud for him. That was that was awesome. It really was. No doubt about it. Well, you headed home from the Red River, and uh, dude, I just wanted to catch up with you a little bit. What's been going on? <laughs> I mean, dude, what ain't been going on would be the easier question to answer. I mean, to be completely honest with you, I don't know. I was so ready to get out of Red River. I woke up at like 3 in the morning, and I'm already two Red Bulls deep, and I ain't been two hours away from home. <laughs> you, like, you're going to be home before brunch. 
Oh, I guarantee it. My girlfriend said, I'm going to come down to see you before you go to Hartwell. I said, I'm leaving at three in the morning. I'm so ready to get out of here and get back home to Alabama. You have no idea. Well, buddy, I know that a lot's been talked about, obviously, with the, the insurance situation, Chesapeake Bay, we don't have to we don't have to dig around on that. The story's out there, unfortunate DQ and you know, is what it is. And and you may have had a chance to go on a Bassmaster Classic. We don't know that because you didn't get to fish, but you have been overwhelmingly positive through the whole situation. I've talked about it on here, but the way you handled yourself was amazing. It just was. And then you kinda you kinda had to pull you pull your boots up and get back to work. And you went to the Red River this week, and it was miserable, hot, tough event. And then you had more bad luck down there, but we're able to scratch out a check. <laughs> talk, talk, take us through that a little bit, man. Talk about just kind of how the last couple of weeks have been. Yes, I mean, it's been rough, you know, going into Chesapeake. I, I'm going to be honest, I, I was blessed. I mean, it seems like I had bad luck, you know, but I, I look at it this way, I was blessed because I would have never I would have never thought in a million years I would be there on the final day, especially with a chance to win. So I felt blessed to even be there. It was a little unfortunate what happened. Um, but, um, you know, I, I got to stay out there and watch all my buddies fish, Kyle Austin and JT, and watch them guys and, like, I still, man, I mean, of course I wanted to fish, but I had a freaking blast, you know. Like, that's what I said on my Facebook video. Just because it wasn't my day for my dreams to come true, that don't mean to what nine other guys there that their dreams were fixing to come true, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. why I stayed there and watched JT hold the trophy because that's what that's what I've dreamed of. That's what I wanted, and I wanted to see somebody hold that trophy. And so that's why I stayed and watched him. And, and like I said, it was a tough pill to swallow. And, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, man, I'd have kicked rocks and run out of there and, and I'm like, that's the easy way, right? Like, you do things in life the hard way, and life is easy. You do things in the easy <laughs> way, right. and life is hard, right? right? So I just, you know, I took it to the chin and just rolled with it. And I'm like, when I put that truck in drive, it did take me a couple days, you know, to try to get over the – I mean, well, you know, we went dove hunt. You saw me. I sat over there in the corner, didn't even shoot at like 10. I was just sitting there wondering what I was doing in my life. But when I, I told myself and I told my mom, I said, when I put that truck in drive and when I get to Red River, everything's behind me, right? Yep. All I want to do is win. I'm practicing to win, and I, I'm going to be mad at second. I'm going to be mad at 20th. I'm there. I'm there to win. And I went and practiced, and, man, I had some fish, and uh, I thought I could do good. I was making like a 70-something mile run one way through two locks, uh, get away from everybody, and I knew I didn't have much time, but I thought I could win. Fast forward to the first day of the tournament, I get down there, boat 21, um, get down there, and I have about an hour, and my motor messes up. So I uh, had some problems with my motor. You know, shout out to Kyle Austin. He somehow got my fish in his live well, and uh, we called Hank, and he said as long as he's in the tournament, you know, he can get my fish back. So I had an hour to fish, weighed in six pounds, and then I sat down there at the boat ramp for five hours until somebody brought me my trailer. And then, you know, had some unfortunate luck with what, my trailer when we got down there. What happened, what happened there, Trey? <laughs> well, you know, apparently somebody needed the roller on my trailer worse than I did. That was uh, parked at the campground. So when my trailer got there, I didn't have a roller to pull the boat up on my trailer. Lord so, mercy. Uh, you know, so, hey, but we made it work. We found a roller. You know, at that point in my life, I was like, everybody was like, why are you even here? You should just go home. And I'm like, no. <laughs> 
I'm going to get me a roller. I'm going to get this sucker on a trailer. I'm going to get to the service trailer. They're going to fix me up, and I'm going to go catch them tomorrow. That's right. And I got, I finally got to the service trailer about 630. I don't think they were very happy at me. I got there late. But I do want to give a big shout-out to them because they stayed there with me. They might not have been happy, but they fixed me up and got me going. And day two, I kind of made a little comeback. Top 30 did so. That's right. I got can't it. be mad about it. You know, I had some bad luck throughout that whole deal, but – I mean, you can't consider it bad. Like any any top thirty in the open against them guys is, is nothing to nothing to shake your head at. Now get a little get a little money in your pocket because that's that's an important situation right now in life. We know that it's it's expensive to do this. You're lucky to have a lot of support. You know, Brian North Alabama Mortgage they they take care of you, uh, help you out along the way. But dude, it's 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 tough, especially being a young man out there. And and dude, speak to your mo like. You don't have you. You're not one of these. You ain't getting a brand new boat every year. You've had the same boat for a while. You've got a lot of hours on that motor, and so yeah, things things I, can I, happen. Yeah, I mean that's you know I, that's one thing you know as well as anybody. You know you you call me about every other day, every day, and I'm always on the water. And I I got lucky, and my stepdad, my mom helped me get that boat when I was 17 years old. And uh, I've had that boat ever since. You know, that's the same boat. Uh, I had a Stratus before that, but man, I've been running that boat for three and a half years, and I got like eight hundred hours on the motor. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I put some time on it. So, you know, it's and like you said, my motor's not even under warranty, so I'm out there running the risk. You know, I I am lucky to have you know Brian at North Alabama Mortgage. He helps me out a lot, but you know, I, I don't have much help. So any, any kind of money, like a top 30, that, that, that is good for me. That, that gets me to Hartwell and gets me taken care of there. No doubt about it. And you got two more to go. You're going to keep on fishing. And, and really an overall stand, as you said it, you're like, man, I'm out of it, but I want to win. You told me that going the Red yep. River. You're like, I can't make the elites this year. Uh, numbers wise, right? Like the Southerns, you, if you won it or top five, it, things could happen in the Southern, right? Like you're not, you just never know, but it it we yep. do we do the math. Sam George does the math for us. Let's just be honest. Sam's got it broke down to the yep. freaking how many fish he got to catch uh, and what they better weigh to to advance. But you got two more shots to win, and you're gonna fish the rest of them, man. You're gonna go down there, um, go to Hartwell, and then go to Rayburn and, and finish this year out and and get ready for next year. But dude, I think the I think it's like Hunter Bogman's story, that not getting discouraged. And you've been discouraged. I've been discouraged about this whole, you know, everything that's happened for you, man. All of our hearts broke for you. And I've talked to you through it. And you've you you've been a roller coaster at times, just like I have been about it. But your overwhelming theme, your overwhelming attitude has been very positive. And you got your crap together, went to the Red River. And dude, when I talked to you that first night and you were I was I was hurt for you that you broke down. Sammy texted me that you had broke down. And all that. And then the trailer roller, some stupid idiot <laughs> decided they needed a trailer yeah. roller. I mean, just added insult to injury. But, dude, to come back, that's why I texted you last night, to come back and catch them and have all this stuff going on. Your fishing right now is not the issue. <laughs> it's this black cloud. Yeah. And that, that's the bad, yeah. That's the bad part about the whole deal. I, I mean, to cut you off, but that's what sucks, right? It's like I'm fishing better than I, I really ever have. Like, I mean, just fishing-wise, man, I feel so comfortable on the front deck. I never get rushed. Like, this is something's come upon me in the last two, three, four tournaments, and it's just everything's felt right. 
but yet everything's went so wrong. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, I don't know, but I can't, I can't really say everything went wrong. I've been, like I said, I have been blessed. The top 30 and a shot to win at Chesapeake was was something I never even thought I'd ever, you know, do. So, or be there at least on Chesapeake. So, I've been blessed, but man, like I mean, like you said, I got two more, and, and I'm not looking to top forty. I won't be satisfied. I'm there to win, and and I want to prove to everybody I can win. What uh, what have you learned the most, Trey? Like in the last couple of weeks, through the DQ, through all the troubles, what have you learned? Have you learned anything like about yourself and how you deal with these situations? Because there's lessons. I mean, you're a young man. There are lessons to be learned in everything. Every tournament, whether you bomb it, whether you win it, you always learn something. What have you? What could you say? to the listeners that you've learned the most in the last couple of weeks other than I, well, other I'm than insurance sucks <laughs> yeah insurance does suck and uh you, know, you need to have that ready uh, but uh no all, all jokes aside i mean i've i've learned a lot about myself and and re- like because going into that you know up there at chesapeake you know my mom and my girlfriend drove up there to see me and, and you know that was one of the hardest parts for me is, is them them driving up there to support me you know and then me uh you know kind of almost losing everything i've ever wanted off of a stupid mistake on my part and mm-hmm. you know they had to sit there and witness that so it it was tough on me but for me like to know that i you know i'm young i'm 22 years old to know that i can go through all that that i did and in less than a week a, a week turnaround just put that behind me and that was hard you know how it is it yeah. gets brought up at the boat people talk to you you can't get away from it right yeah and uh so so but to be able to put that behind me and go somewhere like the red river and, and top 30 you know dude I, I mean that was one of the toughest places we've been all year mm-hmm. and like so to just be able to put that behind me and, and do that there and and on top of that it's not like i stayed in pool five and played it safe man i made a up two and a half hour run every day yeah. to try to win the dang thing so like for me to stay calm enough and know that in my mind, I can calm myself down and kind of fish under that pressure and knowing everything's going on. I just think for me, it, it, it makes me feel like in the future, nothing can bother me, right? Like I, when I lose a three pounder trying to boat flip it at the Red River now, it didn't even phase me. I, I kind of expected it. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I just <laughs> it's going to happen. Another one. That's right. Like, it's going, stuff's going to happen. And it, it's the way you respond to it. And that's kind of the biggest thing I've learned this the past two weeks is, just, you know, they, they don't judge you when you win how you act. They judge you for how, how you act when you lose, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're down, that that's when people judge you the most. So, like, just to be able to stand up and take it to the face and just go right. Because I guarantee you most people wouldn't have went to Red River, but I wanted to prove a point. I wanted to go there and win, and, and I didn't, uh, but I gave everything I had. And I, I think that man, I, that means a lot to my family for you know, for them to see me go down there and check, it meant a lot to them. Well, me and a lot of our buddies, you know, we, you and I got a lot of, lot of, we run around in the same circle with a lot of folks, and I think the overwhelming thing for all of us, man, is just the love and support we've seen. You know, you've had the, the dumb mom's basement haters out there that, you know, old men that post, so I, I think this is funny. <laughs> that kind of crap. You're like, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. really? You think this is funny? That's that's awesome. I bet your life's great. Uh, if you oh, could post that, oh, you know, sure. that kind of stuff. But, but, I, but that's what, I mean, we have just, and many of you have talked about it. I've told you multiple times, like I never in a million years, you know, uh, that was the lowest point of my fishing career. I mean, we can both agree with that. That's kind of sad to say, but it was the lowest point of it. And to be able to see people still support me, you know, when I'm that low, 
man, it just makes the world to me. Like, I mean, my, my Facebook has blown up, man. I got like 989 text messages. I still haven't opened. <laughs> and I got, I got emails. People kick me, you know, that old app kick, they downloaded kick message me on there. I, I mean, I'm sorry if I haven't responded to you guys. I've got a lot going on. I'm trying to get back to all y'all, but I mean, like I said, I, that's one thing I was blown away with was just the amount of support. It, it meant a lot to me, and it meant a lot to my mom. You know, she had a really hard time with it. To see people kind of stand up for me and, and still support me meant a lot to her also because I still think she cries every night uh, to this day. So well, that's you know, what, I think it was harder on her than it was me. Well, that's what good mamas do, man, and you got you got one of the best. She's she's awesome, and uh, she loves you and supports you, and, and – wants to see you do this more than anything I, i've seen her at many weigh-ins in the last couple of years that i've been at with you and and uh you know she's uh she's gonna be there by your side ain't no doubt and party marty too party marty's in the house oh yeah i guarantee party marty's done said there ain't no way if i make another one he's coming he said i'll be there by god if i have to drive all night do you think said, that marty might have fought hank weldon on the dock. I'm not gonna lie. It would not have been as calm, I don't think, if Party Marty was there because he would have probably had wanted some some answers. Hey, I love I love Hank, and I know you do too. I think that I think Marty would that situation might have been might have been different. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm kinda glad. I'm kinda glad it was me and my mama there. And, and you know, because my mom was freaking out so bad she couldn't or scream or nothing, I thought she was going to die from crying so much. <laughs> so I was trying to control her. So, like I said, and I do want to say that also, you know, you know, we joke around. Yes. No shade towards Matt no, whatsoever. No, no, you know, no. Hank had a tough call, and, and he, you know, he had to make a decision. And it, it was a tough decision to make, and I know he, he did not want to make that decision. But when it boils down to it, you know, you got to do what you got to do as a tournament director. That's right. So, you know, but I will tell you, you know, shout out to Hank because anytime I had a question, anytime I needed something answered, you know, the first rank he'd pick up, you know. So I, you know, it's a big shout out to him because that was a tough situation for me. And, and he could have easily not answered my phone calls and not answer any questions. He yeah. didn't have to. A DQ is a DQ, you know. I wonder, I wonder what he thought when you called him at the Red River when your phone rang to pop up tray. He thought, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, what's I this boy doing now? I call, I, 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 I had a guy trying to help me fix my motor on the water, and I called Hank four times, I feel like, and told him, I said, is this against the rules for him to step in my boat and try to fix my motor? He's like, no, you're good. And I called him again. I'm like, are you sure this is not against the rules? I'm not playing this again. Like, please, if this is against the rules, tell me now. Hank's, he's like, no, he laughed. He said, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, Hank's got you on his list. You're his, on his favorites on the iPhone for contacts. It's just, just so he can just go ahead and call you. He can just trade. You break That's any rules right. today? <laughs> oh my, right. yeah, we that's exactly we right. like to get we like to give Hank a hard time, but but man, I think that uh, I'm just proud of you. I wanted to have you on. I texted you, man. I know you you hadn't really talked about it a lot, and and, and I didn't want to go into a lot of detail about it because, uh, like you said, we move on, right? We talked about yep. it a little bit, yep. and uh, a couple week in the last couple weeks, it's been discussed a lot. We move on. You did. You got another event behind you. You killed it down there, man. I know you wish it would have been a little bit better finish, but, dude, coming out of there with a check, like you said, there's a lot of people in a, in any open, a 30th, they would take it and roll on to the house, especially against that field. And uh, the way you've handled yourself and the way, man, I think from an exposure level, 
too. You know, there's there's definitely positives in the negative. And, man, there are a lot more people today that know Trey Swindle than did before all that. And I really think that it's uh, it's it's good for you um, with what you've chosen as a career path. And uh, tell everybody before we go here what, you know, what next year looks like. I asked Hunter Bogman the same thing, man. All the schedules are coming out, the Toyotas, the Opens, MPFLs, the Elites, BPT, everything's dropping right now, Pro Circuit. What uh, What's your plan next year? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm probably going to fish as much as my bank account allows me to, if that makes any sense. So if I can fish every every single tournament out there, I'm going to. I, I'm one, you know this about me, just like this is the time of year I like because the Opens get back to back to back, and that's when I seem to do better. I don't even have time to think about it. I go straight to the next one. So next year, I'm sure I'll fish all nine Opens, and and I'm not going to lie, I saw the Toyota series, you know, Gunnersville uh, <laughs> and Smith and Chickamauga, and I'm like, you know what? If I somehow got in a Phoenix next year, I guarantee you I'll make my appearance in that. I might zero in all of them. I'm not saying I'm going to catch them. I'm just probably going to donate my money over there. Yeah, yeah. that schedule was hard to turn down right there. That's beautiful. Beautiful schedule for old Trace Wendell, yeah. Yeah, y'all, I, y'all can bet that I'm gonna fish as much as I possibly can. I mean, as much as I can do it. That's that's what I'm on. I'm lucky. Do it again. Do it again. I got it going for me. So as much as I can fish, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Hey, real quick, did you catch any in 17 feet of water on Chartreuse and White down there? Well, you know, <laughs> well, I had a guy tell me that one day. <laughs> Uh, this was before official practice. Yeah. This was not, you know, during official practice. But I had a guy tell me that short, I always said was chartreuse and white at 17 feet deep. Yeah. And just, I will be honest with you, I caught every one of my fish on a white popcorn and a white, white spinnerbait. Now, it wasn't 17 foot of water, yeah, but it was yeah. a white, it was white. Yeah. A little bit of chartreuse. So, Tra- technically, yes, sir. To answer your question, Mr. Luke Dawson, I did. I did. <laughs> Trey and I were at Neely Henry for the ABT 100. I told this story on one of my YouTube videos, but not on the podcast. But long story short, we run into this guy in the campground, and he was he was in some beers. <laughs> he had he been doing a little drinking that night, and he he him me and Trey up over by Trey's boat was talking, and he said he said he won a big tournament one time, and every time his his He'd catch one, his partner say, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. So now me and Trey say, do it again. But his tip for us, and we weren't allowed to get information or solicit information, and we didn't. But this man's tip to us, he said, you boys are wasting your time with that topwater, which he was right. I'm not going to lie, Trey. He was right. He was right. Yeah, uh, he was right. He was right he was on right. that. Uh, but he said, 17 feet of water, chartreuse and white. And then he just walked off into the night. <laughs> Never seen him again. <laughs> it's like a ghost. Never seen him again. And and we yep, didn't catch anything in 17 feet of water or on Chartreuse and White, but we feel like at some point in our, our fishing lives, that's going to come back to help us. Somewhere that's going to happen. <laughs> I, I mean, it's going down somewhere with that, I promise. <laughs> that was one of I the weirdest weirdest pieces of advice I've ever got from anybody. <laughs> 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 but he was a few ultras deep at that point in his life. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, me. Well, buddy, uh, be safe coming home. I appreciate you coming on, sharing a little bit with the folks. I, I just, I like, uh, 
I like the stories that come from the tournament trail, obviously, and you've been through it in the last couple of weeks, ma'am. I'm proud of you. Proud to call you my brother, and uh, I appreciate you coming on. Man, I appreciate it a lot. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I think, Ben, you got one more big one to finish out. The we year. do. We do. We got one more, and then we're going to turn right back around in two months and start start next year all over again. Yeah, we got ABT 100 down on Pickawick the end of November. We got to be getting ready for that. And then uh, – we turn around, we're fishing them old ABT 100s again next year, thanks to Brian and North right. Alabama Dang Mortgage. Right. Yeah, we're going to start in January right. down at Wee Dowie, a place neither one of us have ever been. So, <laughs> Hey, every lake we've been to in the open so far, I've only been to Sam Rayburn, and I ain't even made it there yet. So yeah. if, we, if, if I can catch them okay this year, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll be all right. We're going we gonna to scratch something up. Two but. LOBs and one boat. Yep, two LOBs just out there slinging LOB jigs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's well, right i appreciate you having me on man all right buddy go go vols go vols that's all i'm gonna say you tennessee fan i'm gonna hang up i'm headed straight <laughs> home to see katie and that's what we're gonna do is watch the game now, i bet marty's gonna be tickled about that <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure party marty's gonna be fired up he's gonna be fired up for tennessee florida i'm sure all right buddy <laughs> be safe i'll call you yes sir we'll see you man trey swindle everybody right there that's a fantastic young man that uh, he's been through it. He's been through it, and he always uh, seems to roll out and uh, with a very positive outlook. And and man, he's uh, he's going to do big things in this fishing world. I really believe that. And uh, y'all make sure you're following him on social media, keeping up with him. He's uh, he's he's a good 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 young man out there doing things the right way and trying to make it to the Bassmaster Elite Series. But appreciate him spending some time with us. More, it's hard to talk about, man. He and I have had some. You know, some some private conversations, obviously, through all this. And, man, it's uh, it's been hard. It's been hard. It's hard, been hard on his family. It's been hard on his girlfriend. and uh, But, you know, obviously hard on him the most. And uh, he is really – I've been proud of him. I've been proud of him. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. And he's uh, he's doing it out there. And, man, to, to come back – he, he was 80th the first day at the Open to come back in 30th. I just – like this week's show is is don't don't quit, don't give up. Definitely keep on uh, – keep on – keep on slinging at them in this fishing world or life in general, man. And, uh, and the two dudes we've got to talk to today, thanks to the W Sauce, have certainly, certainly um, – are living proof of that. So appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and uh, each and every week. It means a lot. I love to get to do this. Grateful for it. And uh, man, we are uh, rocking right along, getting closer to 200 episodes of this craziness, five years of doing it. Man, it's, uh, it, I, I can never uh, thank everybody enough for giving me the opportunity to do this and for this to be such a huge part of my life and, and some of the relationships it's led to and different things. I'm, I'm forever grateful. So thank you. I appreciate you. Be sure to hug your mama. Going to take you out with some Biloxi blues and I'll see y'all next week. From Jackson town to Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish moss or Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no Another plane
Listen, I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. 